Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica. And wow, this week so much is going on. And I thought to myself before I popped on, when will there be a week when I don't start with there's so much going on? But I guess that's why you're tuning in. So we start this week with four planets in Taurus. Taurus is the earthiest of the earth signs. You know that that feels like because we've been here for a little bit already, a couple of weeks. So when we have a lot of planets in Taurus, we can all be a little bit stubborn. We can dig our heels in. We really want to be where we're comfortable. Now, the Zodiac is really ingenious. What one sign has an abundance of, the next sign will have less of. And what one sign lacks, the next sign will make up for. So all of the ways in which we feel rigid or inflexible when we're in Taurus season, Gemini is the opposite. Gemini, which is the next sign, will have us moving in so many directions, wanting to take it all on, wanting to learn everything, wanting to multitask. And so this week, we start the week with four planets in Taurus, and we end the week with four planets in air signs, two in Gemini, two in Aquarius. So this is a week where there is a certain shift of energy from that which feels rigid or stuck into something that is incredibly fluid, that is incredibly mobile. As I'm recording this, today is Monday, May 3rd, and I'm super proud of myself because it's two Mondays in a row that I'm recording, which means I'm getting the podcast out to you when I'm supposed to, because as you know, I've been feeling a little stuck, a little down the past few weeks, and it was really tough, and I know that a lot of you have been feeling that way too, and I've been feeling the energy lightening up over the weekend, and I don't know if it was just the beautiful weather here or if it was because I went for a walk on the river. I really recommend getting out in nature, especially when you're feeling stuck, because it will help you move out of that stuckness. And I know you already know that, but I'm here to just remind you. That's why you're tuning in for me to remind you of what you already know, because we all have the wisdom within us. We just need friends on the path to remind us, right? So the sun is squaring Saturn today which means that some of the changes you've been working on are starting to solidify. It means that we're building those new structures. We're getting some real tangible pieces of the puzzle. It's like you're building a house and some of the the plywood shows up and you got some of the walls and you got some of the other things that you need to build a house. I don't know what you need to build a house. I'm an astrologer, a yoga teacher. I'm not a, a carpenter, nor am I a contractor. But you're getting some of those tangible materials. That's the metaphor. You're getting some things that are helping you actually start to put that foundation or that structure together that's going to support you going forward because you have to remember this whole year is defined by Saturn square Uranus. And that Saturn square Uranus is a conversation, a tense one, albeit, about how you want to go forward. 
what kind of work are you going to do? What kind of person are you going to be? What kind of things are going to be the pillars in your life? Those are really the decisions we're making this year. Maybe we're not consciously making them every day, but all of the decisions we make every day, they accumulate into what makes up our life. We're seeing some of those changes solidify. And I'm noticing in my students and my clients that some shifts are happening. So I've just had two longtime students who were there from the beginning of Online Yoga Club have their schedules changed. One had a baby, one has some shifts happening. And so we see this, we see how people's lives are changing. We see how people's priorities are changing. And it's sad, I talked about this last week, whenever we choose something, we're not choosing something else. Whenever we say yes to something, we're saying no to lots of other things. And so there is a sadness in that. So when you make life changes, whether it's leaving online yoga club or getting married or moving, whenever you make a choice, you are not choosing other things. And so this is a day where you might be making some choices. It is also the last quarter of the moon cycle. The moon squares the sun which means that the moon is coming in for that landing. It's coming in for that next new moon. We are winding down. So this is a week where naturally or normally we would turn down the outside noise and turn up the dial on our inner dialogue, on our inner world, on our breath, on our subconscious. But there's going to be a lot of talk in this week because Mercury moves into Gemini and Venus moves into Gemini. So let's start with Mercury. Mercury moves into Gemini Monday, May 3rd, and he is going to be in Gemini till July 11th. So that means that this is a long transit with Mercury in Gemini. Now you may recall last summer, if you were listening to this podcast, we had Venus retrograde in Gemini and she was here for a really long time. So there's something about the part of your chart that houses Gemini that is getting a real good cleaning the past year. We also have the North Node there. So guess what? Eclipse season is coming. I know, it's crazy. It feels like it was just here. In fact, I feel like eclipse season one year ago was just here because this last year has really shown us all that time is a construct of our imagination, but that's a podcast for another day. So this is pretty important. This Mercury retrograde is going to help us revisit a lot of the things that we talked about last summer. So when Mercury moves into Gemini, here are some of the things that might come up. It might feel like there are many truths. It might feel like there are many sides to the story. There are many ways of seeing things. It is a time where you want to get back to play. You want to do the things that are fun for the sake of fun. You want to embrace your inner child. Mercury rules children. So this is a time where we might see a lot of things about children in the news. In fact, there's already a lot of that going on. Last week, if you watched Biden's speech, he talked about these payments that he's making to families with children. So this conversation about children being back in school, stipends for being a parent, all of these things are really going to be part of our conversation this summer. You want to be patient when Mercury is in Gemini because 
you might have to do things twice, especially once we get to Mercury retrograde in Gemini. Gemini is ruled by the twins. That means there's always two ways of doing something. It's very hard for me as an Aries with a Virgo moon to accept that that's true, but indeed it is true. There are more than one way of doing things. So you might have to repeat things over this time. So be patient. I've set up the expectation for you. Now you know. So give yourself extra time and don't get frustrated when you have to do something twice. So Mercury in Gemini, Mercury is the planet of our minds. It's how we communicate. It's how we talk to one another. It's how we express ourselves. So this is a great opportunity to clear the air with the people in your life that you may need to clear air with because Mercury is in Gemini. Gemini is an air sign. So Mercury belongs in Gemini. It is the ruler of this sign. It's also the ruler of Virgo. But when Mercury is in Gemini, he's in a little bit more of a conversational mood. He's a little bit more free-flowing. He's a little more creative. When he's in Virgo, he's more analytical. He's more into the details. He's more into putting his head down and getting the work done. So this is a great time to reconnect with your friends. And what's happening? We're all getting vaccinated. We're getting out there and we're seeing our friends again. So this really aligns with what's going on in the U.S. But here's the thing. I told you, Gemini is always two different stories. So while we are here in the U.S. getting vaccinated, starting to go to weddings, starting to go to birthday parties, starting to go to restaurants again, seeing our friends, hugging our families, people in other parts of the world are suffering. At this moment, mainly India. Of course, there are horrible tragedies happening in so many places on this planet due to the pandemic, of course, amongst other things. But the thing that we are all focused on right now is India. There's also a terrible, terrible situation in Brazil. So many of us that are in parts of the world that are more fortunate are having these moments of elation and joy and excitement for what is ahead for a summer that feels normal. And there's so many people in this world that are really bunkering down for the worst of it. And this is part of Gemini. This is the story of two sides. There are two sides to every coin. There are two sides to every story when it comes to Gemini. So if you can, I encourage you to open your pocketbook and give what you can to the people of India. I have been to India. I love that country. It really hits me in my heart to see what's happening there. And, you know, this is why it's so important that we each get vaccinated. It is our civic duty. And I had a conversation last week with two people that were vaccine hesitant, and it really blew me away because to me, it's not about me. It's about everybody else. If each of us does our part, everybody is safe. With Gemini, we're talking about the community, our local community, because Gemini rules our local world. Sagittarius, the opposite sign, rules the global community. So do what you can on the local level. Get vaccinated. It's so not a big deal. It's free. It's easy to do at this point. And when we all do it, 
it will end this faster. And we are fortunate enough to have the vaccines here. So please take advantage of it. And then we all have to do our best to give what we can to make sure that people around the world have the vaccine as quickly as possible. So that is my soapbox. I'm going to step down and I'm going to get back to the astrology. So you're going to clear the air with the people in your life that you love because this is a good opportunity for it once we get into this Mercury retrograde period. Now, the retrograde period is May 29th to June 22nd. So we're not going to be there yet. But because Mercury moves into Gemini on Monday, May 3rd, I just wanted to let you know what's coming because we're going to be entering the pre-shadow period in a few weeks and then, you know, we'll be off to the races. And there's other things going on too. You know, this is going to be part of a larger Gemini story because we're going to have several planets move into Gemini. So all the things I'm sharing with you about the archetype of Gemini are going to be pertinent not only to Mercury's journey, but also to Venus's journey and the sun and so on. Okay. Mercury in Gemini gives us a great opportunity to allow the mind to flow, to be curious. Again, communication and self-expression is so important, but let creativity be your guide, not the to-do list. Because again, Mercury in Virgo loves that to-do list, but Mercury in Gemini really likes to have an expansive multitasking way of seeing things. It's more lateral thinking versus linear thinking. Gemini also rules the hands and the lungs. So you want to sing, you want to talk, you want to write, you want to play music. Maybe you want to craft. Maybe you want to do some yoga. Maybe you want to do some breath work. All of those things are really healthy and helpful and healing during this time. As I mentioned, the North Node is in Gemini as well, and he's been there for a while. Those nodes have been in Gemini Sagittarius for a while. Reminder, the North Node is our Dharma. It's what we're meant to do. It's what we're working on. The South Node is our Karma. It's what we've already done. So right now, the South Node is in Sagittarius. That's our global community. Our North Node is in Gemini. That's our local community. Now, Mercury and Venus are heading into Gemini this week, inching toward that North Node. They will get there soon, but not this week, so I'll save it. But the eclipse season is really going to activate that North Node, and we're going to get there soon. So here's a little preview. Next week, we have the new moon in Taurus on Tuesday, May 11th. That is going to be the opening of eclipse season because technically eclipse season opens with the first lunation before the eclipse. So two weeks later at the end of May, we'll have our first eclipse, the lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. But let me not get ahead of myself. Have you noticed I'm getting ahead of myself? This is that Gemini energy that I've been researching and working with all day. And now I'm acting like a Gemini. In other news, on Thursday this week. We have Venus trine Pluto. So this is actually a really grounded transit because we have Venus still in Taurus at this point, trining Pluto and Capricorn. Now, when Venus is in an earth sign and Pluto is in an earth sign, this is money. This is values. So this is great for focused planning. This is great for long-term commitments. This is going to be really intense physical intimacy, if that's on the agenda for you on Thursday, you will want to watch the financial news around this week. It's for the end of the week because 
both of these planets have a lot to do with the market. So it'll be really interesting to see what's going on. And then it's not just Pluto that Venus is talking to this week. Venus is also going to talk to Jupiter. So on Saturday, Venus is going to be in a square with Jupiter. So on Thursday, Venus has a nice harmonious trine with Pluto. We like that. And then on Saturday, Venus has a square with Jupiter. So this might be an interesting one because on Saturday, Jupiter will be at 29 degrees Aquarius. So if you recall, back in December 2020, Jupiter and Saturn met up at zero degrees Aquarius, and this was the great conjunction. It happens every 20 years. We were super excited for it. Jupiter moves fast, and so he's already at 29 degrees Aquarius. Saturn's going to be hanging out here in Aquarius for three years. Jupiter is already ready to move into Pisces, and he's going to next week. But before he does, he's hanging out at 29 degrees. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you might recall that whenever a planet is at 29 degrees of a sign, they got something to say. 29 degrees is like the most potent experience of that sign. So 29 degrees Aquarius means there's going to be some stuff happening. Aquarius is the sign of the rebel and the revolutionary. So pay attention. Venus, again, it's money, it's values, it's also love. But when she's in Taurus, we're talking about the savings account a little bit more than Valentine's Day. So with Venus in Taurus, toward the last degrees of Taurus, squaring Jupiter at the very last degree of Aquarius, this is going to be a day where you want to look at your investments if you've been researching an investment for quite some time and it feels like a no-brainer, then maybe it's a good thing, but also look for a little bit of volatility. You know, we've been having a lot of conversations in the news lately about cryptocurrency. Is it real? Is it a joke? What is it? Obviously, there are a lot of people who've been into it for a long time, but it's just becoming really mainstream now to the point that people like my mother and your mother know about it. But this will be an interesting day to watch that. There might be some interesting news about cryptocurrency and the markets in the latter part of this week. I could be wrong. It also could be a conversation about the environmental impact of cryptocurrencies. There's a lot of conversation now about how much energy is used with this blockchain technology. And by the way, we use a lot of energy to do everything we do on the internet. And cryptocurrency is basically making that a conversation because it's just so energy intensive. So it'll be very interesting with Venus at the end of Taurus, which is the earthiest of the earth signs, having these conversations with Jupiter and Pluto, which are planets of expansion and transcendence. What are we doing? What are we talking about with the planet? I mean, this eight-year journey for Uranus through Taurus, which we talked a lot about last week, it should be a wake-up call in terms of how we work with the resources of this planet and the energy that we have, whether it be the energy that you and I have as prana or the energy that we're pulling on in terms of the resources of the planet. So how we spend our energy in general is something that should be top of mind and really considered over this eight-year period of Uranus and Taurus. He's been there for three years. We're still not doing a lot. We're still not as a society, as a global community, doing a lot. So there's going to be some more wake-up calls for sure. So that's just something to watch for. 
Later this week on Saturday, Venus moves into Gemini. Now, this is interesting because Venus was in Gemini last summer from April 13th to August 7th because she was retrograde in Gemini. Remember, I told you Mercury is going to be retrograde in Gemini starting May 29th. So he's going to be reviewing a lot of the things that she worked on with you last year. It was a real come to Jesus moment around our values. And if you remember correctly, around that time was when George Floyd was killed. So we are going to see, hopefully, some positive movement in the direction of racial justice in this country. Hopefully, we'll see a lot of good stuff come out of this Mercury retrograde here. But it will be interesting to see how things go with Venus coming back to this spot. So this is a good time with Venus in Gemini. She will be direct the whole time. She will not be retrograde. It's a great time to use your ears. So there's a saying that God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. While Gemini loves to talk, it's really important to listen. So especially with Venus and Gemini, even more than that Mercury, because Venus is how we relate and how we value one another. This is a time to open your ears, do a little bit more listening than you do talking. The shift is is palpable this week. We're going from a lot of Taurian Earth energy early in the week to a lot of air energy late in the week. We are shifting from the indoor party to the outdoor party. So we have all been stuck inside, feeling a little bit stuck. Things are going to get more mobile now. And that means we have to be careful. That means we have to do our due diligence. That means we have to get the vaccine, wear a mask when we're supposed to wear a mask. I know that can feel confusing, but do everything you can to protect one another so we can live. And furthermore, prioritize your relationships. Get back to connecting with the people that you love. Get back to talking to each other. Get back to listening. And if nothing else, Venus and Mercury moving into Gemini this week will help you shake off that social anxiety because I know it is real. It is not made up. We are all overly sensitive because we've been spending so much time alone for the past year. So be slow with yourself. Be kind. Dip your toe in. Go slow. Don't overwhelm your schedule, but start to connect. Start to relate again. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.